Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now you're listening to The Green Zone on Blog Talk Radio. And here's your host, Julian Carter. Here we go. Go, go, Everybody and welcome to another great episode of Green Zone Radio. This is actually the co-host, Dennis Agapito, and I am joined by the main host, Mr. Julian Carter. So, Julian, thank you for letting me bring the show in today. I really appreciate it. How you doing? Well, you know what? I'm doing really well. I just thought, you know what? Let's do things different. And I think it really is time we updated that because... You know, let's face it. You are the you are the main guy of the of the, uh, of the show. You you make it all happen. So we need to update that. Well, listen, we, we need to. Uh, it, it's an exciting week. I don't want to be all doom and gloom and kind of stuff. And we just played a game and, and we lost, and we've got to get right into that. But we got a we got some exciting, at least for me anyway, and all um, you know NFL Europe fans, especially Jet fans, uh, that are going to be be able to see the, the green and white in London at Wembley Stadium on Sunday. But let's first off recap the Jets' unfortunate loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, you know, Julian, I, I mean, I got a couple of clips we're going to play. I actually speak with Greg Buttle, who, uh, for those who don't know, maybe overseas, he's an ESPN New York analyst does the pregame, postgame. He also was a linebacker for the Jets. And I asked him this question before the game, and I want to play it just because I think it kind of fits here. Some of the things that I discussed last week on the podcast, I was concerned about. And I asked him, he let out his answer. Now, he's going to talk a little bit about uh, DeMarco Murray, who didn't play in the game. But just insert uh, Ryan Matthews, who did play in this game, where Murray is. And just to take a listen to what Buttle thought about the running game for the Philadelphia Eagles, I think it kind of will lead us into the discussion about the game. So here it is. Yeah, the other thing with the Philadelphia offense this year thus far is they, their big offseason signing was DeMarco Murray, and they, they have struggled immensely in the rushing game. Do you think you could see a little bit more of Darren Sproles running the ball out of the backfield? Is a little bit faster, shiftier kind of running back? Do the Jets have to be more aware of his presence? Well, it's not whether you're aware of him or not. I mean, Sproles is the guy they like to get the ball to, whether it's running it or you know throwing a screen pass or wheeling him out of the backfield. So Jet, Jet defense will be well aware of him. DeMarco Murray is is a uh, is another issue because he's very good, he's big, he's fast, but he hasn't been getting anything because again, it's going to go down to third down plays. If if you can't continue a drive, how do you make a game plan that says run run Murray every third play? Mm-hmm. Can't do it. So what happens is is the game plan is good. Third down is what dictates whether Murray's going to be good. Then you go back to the offensive line. Offensive line hasn't been too good for the Eagles this year. 
And you know what, Julian? I wouldn't disagree with his assessment of the offensive line has not been so good for them this year. But just to throw in there, because Murray didn't play, but Ryan Matthews had 108 yards rushing. We know Sproles hurt them with the punt return, almost caught a touchdown out of the backfield. I mean, it hit him in the hands. He was matched up on a linebacker. Some things that we, we looked at and said, boy, these are matchups where you're going to be careful, especially with a speedy guy like Sproles. Didn't want to let the Eagles run the ball. Their offense had been struggling. They were worst in the league, Julian, averaging 35 rush yards per game. I know it's a short window, but you know what? I really thought that was the biggest factor in this game. Uh, people talk about Fitzpatrick and other things, but I thought it was the fact that Jets couldn't run the ball and the Eagles did because Sam Bradford did not have a very good day. 14 of 26 for 118 yards in the touchdown. I mean, you know, not exactly uh, Hall of Fame statistics there. Well, yeah, you know what? You know what the biggest thing is, though, is I was, I knew we were going to lose the game, right? I, I listen, you know, I, I'm not, I wasn't predicting the Jets were going to go 16 and all. We had a great start, two and all, a home game. The the Jets were asking for a white out. All the fans were pumped. Dennis was at the game. He was doing Instagrams. He was, it was, uh, it was with the fans in the tailgate. They're all up for it. But the thing is, you know, the fans showed up. But the team didn't turn up. And I was so disappointed. You know, I kept watching the Jets go three and out, three and out, three and out. And it was so frustrating. I knew, I knew that we weren't going to come back into it. You know, just everything that could have gone wrong that was flat. You know, we were missing players. And I don't want to start making excuses that, hey, we didn't have Decker. We didn't have Ivory. We couldn't run the ball. thing for me, looking, looking back at the statistics... You know, the amount of times we turned the ball over and such like that. Mm-hmm. I suppose when you look at it, there was a point when I think um, we just re- we just made a turnover. Defense came, they made a turnover, and you were like, wow, you know, this is it. I, I actually felt to the point like, okay, let's go get a touchdown and let's make this, you know, let, let, let's go. Let's, you know, let's, let's get some. That's what I thought they needed. They needed a turnover. They needed some momentum. And it's like, we got this. Because like, like you said, you know, Sam Bradford wasn't really doing much. And then Fitzpatrick, you know, turned the ball over again. And it was, I just knew at that point, you know, and it was new. And here's, this is how I sum it up. This is really how I sum it up. And, and people say I'm down on the Jets and all this kind of stuff. Basically, this is what happened. And I want to see if you agree with me on this. The Jets, yeah, took the W, yeah. They put it in a box. They gift wrapped it. And they just handed it straight to the Philadelphia Eagles. Because me personally, watching that, I don't think the, the Philadelphia Eagles came and, and they, you know, deserved. I think they was gift wrapped it personally well look uh, I, I will say this this was not a crisp game by the Jets they did look they, I'm going to play this clip with Quincy and Nunwa, who by the way right now is becoming a, a, a favorite of mine not just because he gives his time to me when I get to ask some questions even in a difficult situation but I could see in his face now look everyone was disappointed but some of the veterans they take it more in stride they 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 know about this season and Nunwa looked like he was very very upset took the loss to heart, maybe a little bit more than some of the veterans. I'm not saying they weren't disappointed, but, um, you know, asked him about this type of thing and, and playing Monday night, which was coming off a short week, and he didn't make any excuses. But I felt like this. They were a little flat-footed in the first half, made some uncharacteristic mistakes, and, and I don't want to say they gift-wrapped it to the, to, to, the, to, to the Eagles because of this. And I'll, you'll hear this theme throughout my interviews. The Jets did make a game of it in the second half. It would have been very easy for them to just mail it in, fold up their tents, and have lost this game 38-7. to 7. 
Last week, I said we didn't want to see a clunker. I said, well, let's see a competitive game. Now, it started off like a clunker, but at least they came back and they made a game of it in the second half. They didn't just say, oh, that's it. We're not going to win. There's no way we're coming back. So I thought that was one positive. Yes, a lot of negatives. Lost a turnover battle. Didn't run the ball well. Um, let, let Darren Sproles get a, get a punt return for a touchdown. Uh, pet, bad penalties at the time. A lot of negative things. Did not play a crisp game. I'm not giving them a pass. But I will say that they didn't quit. And that's the most important thing here. And playing a good half can lead to success even moving forward. So you can look at the film and say, look, we did these positive things in the second half. Let's build upon them. And let's not make the mistakes we made in the first half. So let me play this interview with the Nunwa because I really think this kind of sums up the way the team felt after the game. All right, everybody, I'm here with Quincy and Nunwa uh, with New York Jets. He's kind of given us a little bit of his time. So obviously a very disappointing loss today, 24-17, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you think maybe a little bit of a hangover Monday night short week first half they got a 24 point lead you guys were starting to come back and just maybe maybe just a little bit not as energetic as you would have been on a full week do you think that played a little bit into this no we're not going to make any excuses we just got to start faster um you know that's the biggest thing you know when you start fast like we have been the past two games that's nobody can compete with us but uh you know when you start slow and then uh you know you you get into a turnover battle Mm -hmm. it's rough it's hard to come back from that yeah, and that's one thing that the team had been doing real well, which was winning the turnover battle, and today, obviously, not so well. So, I mean, was that the biggest turning point in this game, you think, the turnover is the fact that you were minus three and you've been plus four the last two games? Yeah, I mean, that was a big part of it. Like I said, we got to start fast. But, uh, you know, when it's four to one in turnovers, you know, it's, it's always hard. You know, we've been plus in turnovers the past couple of games. That's kind of what we've been priding ourselves in. And when we give up the ball like, like we've been taking away the ball, you know, that's, that's that's kind of an equation for failure. Now, the running game. The running game is one of the strengths of, of this team, being able to mix it up, a balanced attack. Today, a little bit, I know Chris Ivory was out, but it just seemed like you struggled a little bit to run the ball today. What what would what kind of factors would you lay into that? Is it Was it their scheme? Were they putting a lot of guys in the box? Or was it just one of those days where it was tough sledding? Uh, that's kind of one of those things you got to look back on the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself, I cannot uh, really uh, give any judgment on that, you know. But regardless, you know, if they're going to stop one thing, we have to be able to do well in another phase. Well, just to finish up, I know you're disappointed. Obviously, you're disappointed about any loss. Very tough to win 16 games in this division. I mean, excuse me, this league. But you have a division game next week in London. There's a look ahead. I know you put this behind you like you would put a victory behind you. So looking ahead to, to London, playing in London, are, do you have a little bit of excitement, kind of a positive outlook that, hey, we're 2-1, and one, we can be 3-1, and 1-0 one, one and oh in the division if we go out and take care of business on Sunday next week? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, we'd like to take it week by week, so it's definitely going to be good to go out there and try to get a win. Uh, you know, that's, that's our goal every week is to get a win, and so that's what we're going to go out there and try to do. All right, Quincy Nuno, we really appreciate your time. No problem. Thank and I, I, think, I think at the end there, the point is, Julian, is that, look, I mean, again, you're all disappointed at the loss. They're going over to London. We're all excited. They're going to London, and yourself, you're going to get to see them live. A lot of the, a lot of the Jets fans over there are going to get to see them live. They, they come out of it at 3-1. and one. You know, a, a win washes away all, all, all the all the bad feelings. You know that's you're only as good as as, as your last game. So if they can go into London and come out three and one, one and zero in the division, I think some of this negativity will be washed away. I mean, it, it was a little bit of a sloppy game, and he even kind of admitted that that we didn't win the turnover battle. And when we do, and we start fast, we can play with anybody. But look, the bottom line here is we know that they don't have a an explosive offense. 
They need the running game. They need some things to fall in place. They have to get, win the turnover battle. They're not built to throw the ball 50-plus times, which is what they were forced to do times. on Sunday. Yeah, 58 times. Yeah. So they're not built that yeah. way. So they got to they gotta make sure that they play a very crisp, tight game, and when they're loose and they make mistakes, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. The uh, the interview you know was great and you could you could hear it. Like I said, that's my question. Ever since we've done this and we've been allowed access into the locker room, the Jets have won. You know, so we were thinking that Dennis was the lucky omen. Obviously, it's proved <laughs> not to be the case. So obviously, it's, I suppose it's difficult going in there trying to get interviews and such, and you can kind of hear it. You know, in in the in the interviews and such like that in them. But you know what, Dennis, looking at it, you know, would I have signed up after three games to be two and one? You're damn right I would have been. Because like I say, my, you know, I've not been, the, you know, the, the biggest one was saying, hey, we're going to do the playoffs and all this kind of stuff. And I've taken a lot of heat with the record. You know, I hope I'm proved wrong and such like that. But it's one game. You know, hey, you've got to put it behind you and rise up the next, you know, next game up. You know, I thought, I thought that, you know, the Jets missed some key players. I'm not going to make excuses. Look, every, every team, you know, misses players. You know, the Eagles missed, you know, DeMarco Murray. You know, but I, I really did think that we missed Ivory and Decker. You know, just that extra threat out there. And, you know, it, it was just, you know, unfortunate. You know, Jeremy Curley, you know, was drafted in and, you know, he did a, he got a touchdown and, and such like that. But I, I don't know. I'm just, like I say, I know I mentioned about gift wrapped. I just thought when, you know, I thought that they could have won that game. I really did. I mean, mm-hmm. I, a, lot, a lot of people in, in the stadium would have thought the same thing, but. Just a three and outs that just really irritated me. You know what I mean? The three and outs, you can't go three and out. You can't keep punting. You know, the, the amount of times that it was just kept punting and punting and punting. You wanted to see them move the chains and, and you get into some rhythm and such like that. And it was just a terrible day on all things. I mean, you look at the fumble from Brandon Marshall. I mean, lateral or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it was, you know, even he said it was the you know worst play in his NFL career. You know, I mean, I wish everybody wish he could have had that back. You know, but again, are we going to hit on him for the? That's the reason that they didn't lose again because of that. I mean, it didn't help facts. But you know, he's just trying to make a play. You know, you can see it in him and such like that. But you know, I'm trying to take positives out of this. You know, some way I can. And you know, look, I look around the league as well, looking at what other teams are doing, and they've lost players and such. But you know, the Jets will be back, and you know, hopefully, you know, they take a lot from this game and they learn from it. You know, they take stuff that they did and, and look, they can come back with a bang. No, listen, I definitely agree, and, and, and you know what? Here's, here's something to consider. I mean, the Miami Dolphins are one and two. They just got shellacked by the Bills, and now oh, they got the Bills play in our division, too. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's the thing that I was looking at as well. You know what? Like I say, look around the league. You know, no t- I, I'm not having that any team here is, is going to go 16 or no. I mean, like I say, you, you're looking at some of the scores coming in. You look at the Patriots, they, they put a 50-burger on the, on the Jaguars. To be honest, I don't really see that coming. Um, and you look around the league at other teams, you know, the, the Indianapolis Colts, um, you know, they, they got a win that there was 0-2, which a lot of people had these in the, uh, you know, in the AFC as one of the, you know, the, you know, the big contenders kind of thing. But like I said, they're, they're one and two now. So, you know, the Falcons going in, uh, you know, and, and getting the, the victory against the Cowboys. I mean, they put up kind of a big number and they started off, they started off from some points behind. But like I say, you know, you, you've got to be able to build on it. And like I said, the, the other result that I, w- I looked at, and I was like, damn, I looked at the Buffalo Bills, and boy, did Rex Ryan go and, and, and lay an ass kicking on, on the Dolphins, which is great to see because, look, you've got two teams, 
you know, we're, we're going to like preview that coming up in a bit. Um, you know, the Dolphins got, you know, they got, they got, they got shellacked big time. So that's, that's kind of good for, uh, for us for confidence. You can kind of take, cause you know, you've got two teams going in there coming off, uh, you know, bad victories, but more so for the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're, they're coming off a, they're coming off a defeat at home, their first home game. The Dolphins and the Jets are coming off a home defeat, so they're going to go over to London, a neutral place to play. Look, it's a big game for both teams, so it's going to be it. It's not like I'm not worried about the Jets going over to London and again having a clunker because they almost had a clunker here. Like I said, it could have easily have been 38 to three, 38, whatever, but they didn't. They turned it around. They made a game out of it, and you know what? Let, let's let's play. Uh, um, our friend Lige Duzable, because he talked about how they fought to the end. And that, that, that's, that was one theme that I heard a lot, especially from Lige. So let's play him now. Let's go. Hi, everybody. I'm here with a fan favorite, Lige Duzable, and they're coming off a disappointing loss. And the whole team is disappointed, obviously, and in the loss. But I, I've asked this question a number of times to people, and I said, um, you, know, you guys came back. I mean, the, the, the team came back in the second half. You didn't just mail it in. Yeah. I mean, you, you made it a game, a one-score game against a good team. And you, know, you kind of take that as a positive that, look, you know, we came up for a short week. Things didn't go our way in the first half, but we, we fought to the end. And you know what? This is what this team is all about. Keep on fighting, and next time things will fall our way. I and mean, today it really didn't. With the turnovers, uh, kind of fell the wrong way as they've been falling the right way in the first two games. Yeah, I mean, there's, I don't, there's no... Uh I don't take any positive out of it because we still okay. got the loss. Okay. I mean, at the end of the day, this team is always going to fight. That's just how we're mm-hmm. bred and built. We've always been fighters on this team. We're never going to pack it in. But uh, we just we can't uh, turn the ball over that many times and not get turnovers. That's what we banked ourselves on the, the first two games is creating turnovers and not giving the ball away. And today we did the opposite. Well, you know, the, the Eagles had struggled mightily in running the ball. And today they seem to have decent success against a very stout run defense that you guys have. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, what kind of things could you maybe pinpoint that they were doing well that maybe you guys weren't doing to kind of stifle their running game? Because that seemed to put – I mean, Bradford did not have a great game, so they really relied a little bit on Sproles and those other guys, Matthews, and it's, it was out of character for the Jets defense to give up that kind of yardage. Yeah, it was just missed tackles. Point blank okay. period. It wasn't anything that they really mm-hmm. did. I mean, Matthews mm-hmm. runs hard. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. And we just didn't wrap up. And we, just, we needed to. Now, do you think it is, you have to look at the film? Again, you're a veteran. You've been in the league a long time. Yeah. You know how to put a victory behind you like you know how to put a defeat behind you. You've got a big game coming up next week yeah. in London against the Dolphins. Yeah. You can go to 3-1, 3-1, 1-0 in the division. So, like a victory, would you just put this behind you after you look at the film and focus now on the Dolphins? And first overseas division game ever in history outside the United States. Yeah, always. I mean, never too high, never too low, uh-huh. man. So, uh, we'll put this one behind us, do the corrections tomorrow, and get ready for the Dolphins. This is our first division game. So it's a big game. All right, Lee J. Ducible, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, you know, and again, he makes a good – this is kind of the thing you heard, a theme, don't get too high, don't get too low. they got a lot of veterans in there. But, again, the point is, Julian, is that, look, I don't think anybody – true diehard Jeff fans, like we are. We are diehard Jeff fans. But I can't realistically look at this team and say, yeah, they're on par with the Green Bay Packers right now. Coming into this, the, 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 the season, I don't think anyone said the Jets are favorites to win this type of team. Now, I don't think they're the type like the Cleveland Browns, where they beat. I think the Cleveland Browns are a very bad team. They're one of the worst teams in the league, in my opinion. Look, again, this may change as time goes on, but three or four teams will emerge as terrible teams in this league, and maybe three or four teams will emerge as elite teams. Everyone else is kind of in that middle ground. The Jets are there. I mean, they don't have an elite quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick has made the most of his opportunities in the 
first two games, the turnovers, turn them into points. This game struggled a bit, kind of, you know, the thing without getting the turnovers, sometimes they had good field position, but his showed through a little bit. This is why Ryan Fitzpatrick, as a starter, is under 500 and why he's kind of a journeyman. So, again, the Jets' recipe for success has to be kind of crisp, good defense, run the ball, serviceable passing game, and win the turnover battle. So I think that they can go over there against the Dolphins and do that. But, again, this is going to be a competitive game against the Dolphins. I, like you said, you can't just chalk up a W, put it in a box, and say we got it. It's going to be a competitive game. It's going to be a, a good game. But I do think the Jets can walk out of Wembley Stadium with a W, come back on a bye week, and that will be a real positive for them. And I hope so. I hope they are walking out of, of Wembley Stadium with, with the W, as all the Jet Nation, you know, in, in the U.K. do as well. You know, like I said, we, you, you could again, you could hear, you know, the, the disappointment in Lee Jean's voice and, you know, he is a veteran. What is he? You know, eight years in the league and such like that. So he knows. You know, he's, he's seen losses before and such. This is this is one one loss. And like I say, you look at the you know what the Jets have got to do to win. You know, you mentioned then about running the ball. That's one thing the Jets didn't do this um, this week. And in fact, it was to how many yards that the, the Jets had. It was more like forty. 40 odd yards the Jets had, had rushing. Um, why was uh, Chris Ivory out? Because I, I saw him suited up on the sideline. Do, do you have any um, insight to, to why he didn't play? Uh, well, I, w- I will say this just quickly is that, um, you know, I'm wondering if maybe he's in Todd Bowles' doghouse. Now, they, they, they have not, this has not been stated publicly. This is just a feeling I get. Okay. Again, I was, I was around the team. And um, I did speak to some of the running backs and it kind of was like, um, you know, don't go there. We're talking about Chris Ivory too much. And I just felt like maybe there was something going on it kind of just, just an odd feeling that I got. So I'm just wondering maybe cause he wasn't practicing again. I'm not, I don't know this for sure. This is just from being around the team afterwards, kind of, he was, I know he was on the sideline. Bull said that he, he, he could have played. Ivory said he felt well enough to play. And you kind of wonder why he wasn't in there. Just a gut feeling that I feel like maybe Bowles wasn't happy with him. Again, no confirmation on that from anybody. But, I, I, you know, next week we'll see if he's healthy, if he practices this week. I guess he's back on the field uh, in his regular role and uh, maybe out of the doghouse. But I, I think something, something was going on there because it really sh- it sure looked like they could have used him and they kind of stuck with uh, Zach Stacy and um, Bilal Powell. Oh, oh. Why don't we? Why, yeah. Why don't we? Why don't we actually? We'll play an interview here with Zach Stacy. I got a, a decent number of questions. He actually had to be pulled away quick because he had to go do another interview. But why don't we play an interview from Zach Stacy and uh, hear what he had to say? All right. All right, folks. I'm here with Zach Stacy, and of course, like the rest of the team, he's disappointed in the loss today. But I, I keep mentioning this. I'm going to say it again. You guys battled back in the second half. You guys battled back. It could have been easy just to fold up your tent and walk away with when you're losing 24 nothing. But you, you battled back, and you take some positives out of the fact that you came back, you made it close, and you made a game of it. Look, it's hard to go 60 and 0 in this league. You know that. You've been around. So, two and one right now. Are you going to look at the film, try to take some positives out of it, correct the things you need to correct, and move forward to a big division game across the ocean in London? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, losing is not uh, fun at all, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of what the situation yeah. is. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're just going to get back to the drawing board, uh, you know, fix the mistakes that we that we, that we we had, and uh, just go from there. You know, it's a long season. early, you know, mm-hmm. so we got a lot of football left. Now, I know that getting down also hurt kind of sticking to the running game. But 
the running game was not as stout today on the offensive side as it has been the first two games, uh, about 50 yards rushing. I know you had to kind of abandon it later in the game to catch up, but uh, what kind of corrections do you think you need to make to get yourself more proficient in running the ball? Because that was really helping the offense, having that balance in the first two games. Oh, absolutely. You know, you, you want to be balanced as an offense. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we just got away from it a little bit just due to the situation with the scores or whatever. So it, it's just really one of those situations where whatever player is called, we, you know, we just try to execute the best of our ability. So uh, just one of those things where we're going to get better at. Now, I know that uh, – oh, Okay. Uh, one more. I know that the fans all really are very happy that you're here. You had a very good preseason, and I know you were inactive for the first two games. So now you get a chance to come out and play, and the fans really understand that they don't lose anything when you come into the game. So how does it feel to get a chance to play with the Jets today, get some game action, and, and then moving forward, what do you see your role as? Well, really, you know, it was good to just try to make an impact best way I can. Um, you know, to deal with to deal with this 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 league. You know, you just mm-hmm. want to be productive when your name is called. You know, you want to be consistent. You want to be productive. That's the name of the game. So. Uh, as far as the role, you know, I just want to keep doing what I've been doing, just staying prepared, staying ready each and every week. All right, Zach Stacy, running back, New York Jets. We appreciate your time. Thanks. Now, as far as not losing anything, I guess you, you do lose something because um, I, I even said this in the podcast last week that I thought that most Jet fans would feel comfortable because Ivory was dealing with the injury. We were a little up in the air whether he was going to play, thought he was going to play. But um, maybe this game isn't a good barometer to judge Zach Stacy as a running back because Bilal Powell kind of struggled. It seemed like they struggled. And I mentioned this, the Philadelphia Eagles have a very good run defense. Their defense is very dynamic and also their special teams. I mentioned this last week in the podcast that they scored 11 touchdowns, not on, on defense and special teams last year. The Jets scored zero. Okay. Just, just to put it in perspective. So, you know, getting Sproles to run that touchdown back, which was a back, a backbreaker. Don't get me wrong, but they have some dynamic playmakers on special teams and on their defense. So, and they're pretty good against the run. They've been, they, they like to knife in there and make tackles for losses. So maybe this isn't a good game to judge Stacy on, but if something's going to continue with Ivory and if he's not going to be healthier, he's going to be held out. You know, Zach Stacy's going to have to be a guy who's going to kind of step in there and play a bigger role. And uh, he's got to be more effective than he was yesterday. Yeah. You know, like I say, you know, very, very disappointed and, you know, you you just got to build on it, you know, and go and go forward. What what about Decker? Do, do you see Decker being back um, this week and uh, coming? Did, did you see Did you see him around the locker room? Do you know what he No, I didn't. I didn't see I didn't see Eric Decker around. I didn't see Chris uh, Owusu. I know I know Chris Owusu probably a definite out. Um, Decker, I guess, is up in the air. I really didn't get a chance to ask about him just because I was so busy during the day. Um, guess we'll have to just keep tabs on that. I think it's 50-50 as far as I know, and I know as much as everybody else. Um, but Dennis look, has got I mean, inside. Yeah, Dennis knows. Yeah, I know. Uh, as, far as, as far as, again, getting back to the Chris Ivory situation, we'll see how that plays out. Like I said, I just got a gut feeling that something, something wasn't 100% right with what was going on. I think everybody gets that feeling, too, uh, with why he's on the sideline. He says he's healthy enough to play. He felt good to play, and he didn't. And I got a strange feeling when I was there that, that something was, was not you know, kosher. So let's just leave it at that. Um, do want to kind of shift gears here a little bit and, um, you know, talk about Lorenzo Molden. I, I thought maybe they would hold him out of this game, given that uh, guy had a head injury. You know, you, you never want to mess around head injuries, maybe give him an extra week. Trevor Riley with the finger, he was, he was out of the game. And not that Molden couldn't play. He's obviously passed all the concussion protocols, et cetera. But I think that helped the process along a little bit of saying, all right, we'll, 
with Riley out, we'll, we'll, we'll get Lorenzo Molden in. I did get his uh, perspective on you know, what happened in the game, how he's feeling. So why don't we play the interview with him right now? Hello, Green Zone Radio. I'm joined by Lorenzo Molden. And, um, of course, the whole, whole team is very disappointed after a loss today, 24-17. to But I'm trying to accentuate the positives. I mean, you went down 24 nothing early. You could have really melded in the whole team. But everybody seemed to battle. They played hard. You got it within one score. I know the turnovers didn't go in your favor and some things went wrong. But you, you, you kind of take this and say, look, we battled back. We played a good team, and we made it a game, and we, we almost could have come out on top. Do you take some positives out of this, even though you're disappointed? Yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't, man, you don't want to go into a game, you know, mm-hmm. thinking that you're about to lose, mm-hmm. and you just want to go in and work, work your butt off to, you know, uh, come out with the win. You know, if you get down, if you're down early, you know, the mentality is, you know, come back out strong, and you know, and at the half it was uh, uh, 21-24 to to three seven. Yeah. So you know, we just came in and told ourselves, you know what I'm saying, we got to come back and fight. We got to stop the run. We got to, I mean, the pass we're doing good, but we just got to stop the run. Um, the big plays, uh, they got out on, out on us early, mm-hmm. and all we had to do was come out and uh, battle against it uh, a little bit harder than we did in the first half, which we did, and that's why we uh, came out, uh, you know, with a little fire that we didn't have in the first half. Now, just quickly, I know, I know you didn't play last week, but Monday night, coming off a Monday night game, could be a little bit difficult on a short week. You're out of, you're out of sorts, you're kind of coming up off a short week of preparation. You think that maybe hurt the team a little bit? You had them on the heels early on, just just a hair. I know you don't want to make excuses, but maybe a little bit that that doesn't help. I mean, yeah, that shouldn't be an excuse. You know, okay. you got the mentality. You got the mentality of it being a short week. So mm-hmm. I mean, you should come in first day out off that off that Monday and be able to come in and get ready for the next the next game. So I mean, that's I mean, you can't use that as an excuse of you know coming in and and uh, I mean, because like I said, we we finished off strong. Yeah. But we just started off a little too uh, a little too slow early. Now. Now, obviously, the first game you were injured, and we're all glad that you're back. So, how did it feel to be back in game action? How are you feeling? You look, you look real good. So, yeah, it, it feels good, man. You know, I'm, I'm always burning this out when I'm off, the, when I'm off the field, and I see the guys mm-hmm. going out and, uh, and uh, putting in work. You know, I feel kind of left out. So, you know, I just told myself, you know, I got to get better. I got to help out my brothers when it comes down to, when it comes down to the nitty gritty. So, um, just being able to be back out there and put the bass back on, it felt real good. Now, you have a lot of veterans on this team. Calvin Pace, Terrell Revis. These guys have been around the block in the league. They understand going 16-0 is very hard. And you gotta, you got to put a victory behind you like you put a defeat behind you. you got a big game coming up next week. And to look ahead a little bit, I know you're disappointed, but big game in London overseas against a division rival. I mean, you're 2-1. And, and if you win that game, you're 3-1. and one, You're 1-0 and in division heading into bye week. So how important is it for you to take a look at the game film, put the disappointment behind you, get the bad taste out of your mouth, and go across the Atlantic Ocean and get a victory? Um, it's, it's very important. The, this is what you want to do. You want to be able to use that as fire. You want to use it as fuel to light your fire to go out and just work harder than you did the, the, the last game. You're only as good as your last game. So you want to be able to go out there and, and just show them that, you know, last week was a, was a, a you know, a, a blip in our, in our, mm-hmm. in our scheme. So it's now it's time to actually go out here and show them what we're really about. So just going out and, you know, doing what we have to do and do what we do on a regular is, is the idea. All right, well, Lorenzo Molden, we're glad that you're back. We're glad that you're healthy, and thank you very much for your time, and we look forward to seeing you in London. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, you know what? Lorenzo makes, makes a good point there, which is you know, you got to kind of move forward and after a loss and move forward and get out there and get a victory because that you're only as good as your last game. He even said it himself. You're only as good as your last game. So right now, the last game is a loss. So let's use that as motivation. That's what he said. Motivation to 
play better. Why, Look at this film and yeah, say, hey, hey, we're better than this. We're better than this. Let's motivate ourselves to go out there now and play the way we're, we, we played in the first two games. Not this way. Because they're polar opposites. The first two games are, are opposites of this game. First two games, created turnovers, didn't turn the ball over, ran the ball, stopped the run. This one, the exact opposite, and you look at the result. So, again, using it as fire, I, I could see the team using that as fire a little bit and saying, hey, you know what? We, maybe we let one slip by here that we could we could have put in the win column. Let's not let it happen again. Yeah, no, I, I 100% uh, agree. Can, can I ask you a question? Is Molden what, – what color hair has Molden got? I know that might seem good. Is it, is it like – Ginger, is, is that is uh, is that him with the bright ginger hair? Uh, I don't I I don't know exactly what color to describe it, but he must dye it kind of like a lighter color. Yeah, he's got uh, kind of like um, short kind of dreadlocks, which he, which he dyes like a. I think Buster Screen has a kind of similar kind of hair color. So yeah, he does have that. He does have a, a mixture of hair color, kind of a dark and a lighter color in his hair. Right. Yeah. Um. That's not like I said. That was just. Uh... Important, but yeah, like you, you know, moving on, you know, you we've we've got to get it together. And like I say, you know, I hate coming on on these podcasts, you know, because look, I I bleed green and white just like the rest of you guys that are listening. And the, you know, there's no fun. You got to dissect it. You got to move on. I mean, you can look at a million players and such like that. Uh, what what about the the quarterbacks, Dennis? I, I've got to talk about this. You know, what watching, however you watch the game, and if you're like me, you're doing both things. You're watching the game. You're on Twitter as well. And you're seeing what everyone else is put in, and everyone else is is two cents are as well, because that's what we all do. Yeah, there's a lot. There was a lot of talk. You know, people were saying, you know, they want Gino in and such like that. What was the what was it like in the, in the locker room with the quarterbacks? You get a chance to speak to any. And um, my question to you is, uh, going forward, how long is it before there's going to be a quarterback uh, controversy and we see Gino Smith? Well, I, I, I did, I did, you know, hear some of uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick when he was being interviewed, and you know, they asked him this, the standard questions, and uh, these kind of things come up. But you know, look, uh, is anyone really ready to pull the plug on Ryan Fitzpatrick right now? Look, no one was putting Ryan Fitzpatrick in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I don't think you you look at the league this year and go, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Ryan Fitzpatrick. We all knew what Ryan Fitzpatrick was. We all knew that he was a game manager. We all knew that he needed a running game. We all knew that he needed to have time. Like in the Colts game, I mentioned this last week, the guy had time. He had time to survey the field. He had time to step up into the pocket. So, and also, I mean, maybe some of his weapons were out, but again, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles were down some guys too. So that kind of evens itself out. But, you know, in this game, I thought he was under pressure a little bit more, under some more duress. You saw some balls go high. He, He doesn't have the greatest deep ball in the world. And, um, but, the point is this. We know this. He's not a dynamic quarterback. He's a guy who's a game manager. And to manage an offense, you have to be able to be balanced. And we talked about that with, uh, you know, Zach Stacy. you got to be balanced. So pulling the plug right now on Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't make any sense right at this point in time. Look, a few more games down the road, if things aren't going right, then, then maybe you do need to make a change. I think right now, um, you know, people always like to – they're, they're yin and yangs, and they, they go with the ebbs and flows of the games. And everybody's disappointed by a loss. It's like everyone was so excited by the win over the Colts. This is what you're saying. Don't let your highs get too high. Don't let your lows get too low. It always kind of falls somewhere in the middle. When you win a game, like that game against the Colts, look, the Colts could have come back and won that game against the Jets, even though the Jets statistically were really much better, especially in the turnover department. They still let the Colts hang around. And the Philadelphia Eagles might be looking at this game here, and their fans might be saying, well, you know, we were winning 24 nothing, and then we had to bite our fingernails off. And the Jets came back on us. So 
you know what? Those kind of things even out. And here's what will cure all this. Win. Win on Sunday. Go to London and win the game. Come back. You got a bye week. You get an extra rest. You got the Washington Redskins coming in here. Look, they could be four and one after that game. So, you know what? I think right now to re- right now after this game to replace Ryan Fitzpatrick is is not necessarily the right move. All right, I 100% agree. Well, what do you take? You know, I mean, like I say, I'm I'm trying to look at the positive. So, give me a play that stood out to you that you can say, you know what? He, he came in and he looks, you know, going forward. He got some good game time. He looks good He's on the offensive defense. Uh, I guess I would say Devin Smith. I mean, he didn't set the world on fire, but here's a guy who's been injured, was injured in camp, missed most of camp. Uh, to get a couple of catches, um, let me see, had three catches for 39 yards, got open deep a few times. He's supposed to be that deep threat. So I said last week they work him in slowly. It looks like they're going to work him in slowly. So, you know what? Look, guy's got great potential. Good to see him making a few receptions out there, get, getting um, kind of stretching the field, which is what he's meant to do. So I, I thought he stood out. He stood out some as a positive for the offense. Hopefully, you know, which makes sense. He only gets better as as the season moves on. But you know, what, let me let me play Tommy Bohannon now. I got to talk to him a little bit. We touch on some of these things about the running game, and then I think I'd like to go into. Uh, I had a chance to talk with Christian Dyer, who um, writes oh, for man, New York. Yeah, yeah, we like Christian a lot. He writes for NewYorkJetsFans.com. There's a question and answer for them. So I got to talk to him a little bit after the game, and um, they kind of get a, a very blunt assessment. So let's let's listen to Tommy Bohannon. We'll discuss what he had to say, and then we'll get into Christian, and um, we'll continue with some of the interviews. So let's play Tommy right now. All right, folks, I'm here with Tommy Bohannon, fullback of the New York Jets, and, of course, he's disappointed, as the whole team is, about the loss today. But I think I've been saying this to the first question to everybody, which is, there are some positives to take out of this game, which was he got down early, which is very unfortunate. But you, you battled back. You battled back. You threw yourself in position, one score, where you, you could have almost won this game and, and brought it back. So did you take some positives out of this, even though it ended up being a disappointing loss? You know, you always take positives out of mm-hmm. being able to move the ball. And we did score 17 points. But, uh, you know, you just can't turn over the ball. Yeah. That's been the difference in our games mm-hmm. when we won, and it's been the difference in the game today when we lost. I mean, we have 4-1, to one, so, I mean... That's got to be cleaned up, and I think mm-hmm. once that gets cleaned up, we'll be a great team. Well, you talked about the turnovers, which has been a big factor in your wins in the first two games, and obviously it hurts you today. But another thing that it's been, you've been doing real well is running the ball. And today it seemed like you struggled a little bit. I know Chris Ivory was out, but the team only had about maybe 40 yards to so 50 yards in rushing total. So um, was it something that they did, or was it just one of those days where you just couldn't get the running game going? It seemed like you had to rely on the pass a lot. Ryan had to throw over 50 passes. You know, once you get down early, I mean, it's kind of you gotta you gotta do something, and mm-hmm. usually that's throwing the ball, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what we went to once we got down. And I mean, that's kind of the the difference in the, in the pass and the run is that we got down early, and we kind of had to react to that, and that's the pass game. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I also brought this up a number of times. I'm gonna bring it up with you as well. I, I know you're disappointed about the loss. Everybody is, but like a victory or a loss, you got to put it behind you after one day. Go over the film, focus on your next opponent. You have a big game overseas against the Dolphins next week. I mean, look, you're 2-1. So if you win that game, you're 3-1, and one, you're 1-0 and oh in the division, you're flying high, and you get a bye week, and it'll be great. So, I mean, as someone who's been in the league a few years and the veterans that you have on this team, you know not to get too high on a victory, too low on a defeat. So how do you kind of move past this, correct things, and have a great game against the Dolphins next week to make sure that you come back to the States 3-1? and one? 
you know, I mean, you take it all as a learning experience. You take mm -hmm. the wins and the losses. I mean, like you said, you don't get too high after a win and you don't get too low after a loss. You know that you made plays in the game, but there's also things that need to be cleaned up. And uh, like I said, I mean, that's pretty much the turnovers and things like that and just getting the run game going mm -hmm. early. So I think that once we get that down tomorrow, once we come in Wednesday, that'll be – it's a new week. Mm -hmm. Next man up, next game up. So, I mean, that's the that's the big thing for us is we're going to put this behind us tomorrow. We won't talk about it again after tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We'll mm -hmm. be focused on the Dolphins. Focused on the Dolphins. Well, we're really looking forward to seeing you play the first division game ever overseas. Tommy Bohammond, please, thank you very much for giving us a little bit of your time. And uh, Tommy's very kind. He's here in his towel. He's heading to the shower. So we really appreciate it, and we look forward to seeing you after a big victory next week. All right. Thank you. All right, well, you know, that was very nice, Tommy, to kind of hang out before he hits the showers. And I do appreciate that when the guys do that. because. Uh, um, but one thing that I, I did want to bring this up to you, Julian, I thought maybe, and he talked about they had to throw the ball to come back. I understand that. But I thought that they still had an opportunities to run the ball a, a little bit more. I thought they kind of totally abandoned the running game. And I felt like they – because the, the defenses were – expecting the pass so that could have opened up maybe some decent runs i know you don't want to run clock but you know maybe a little up tempo run the ball get up to the line a little quicker and they still had some time left in that game to still have some balance maybe not as much as they would like but i thought they abandoned the run a little bit too early in this game even though they were down i i, I completely agree with you look they got away from their identity and you mentioned it before and we've gone over this you know the new york jets are what He's a game manager, isn't it? Fitzpatrick, you know, can throw when he has to, play good defense and, and do that. And that's the formula. And he just went out the window, didn't it? And that's what you see. And when, and when you look at the statistics after the game, you're like, wow, you know, Fitzpatrick throwing 58 times. I mean, it's no wonder we lost because we're not built for that. You know, you're right. Fitzpatrick isn't Tom Brady or, or Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers, you know, or something like that. You know, he, he is what he is. It's limited thing. It's kind of like Mark Sanchez was all over, you know, you know, to bring him up again. It was just like, hey, hand the ball off, throw when you've got to go, limit the uh, mistakes, and we'll win. And that's what kind it was. And, you know, it's, it's, it's so huge. I don't think people understand. If you can't run the ball, you know, that you just make sure one-dimensional and, you know, you're easy to figure out. You know you ain't going to get it. And it forces you, you know, you have to throw the ball at some points. But, you know, you've got to keep them on the heels. You know, the, the play-action kind of thing opens it up. You know, it keeps them honest and such like that. And like I said, it was just very one-dimensional. Yeah, definitely. And like I said a little bit, I just felt like even later in the game, there were still opportunities for them to run the ball. But how about we get Christian on? And You know, Christian Christian's a great guy, and um, you can find him on Twitter. Do, do you remember his Twitter handle offhand, Julian? Is it at Christian Dyer? K Dyer, I think. Yeah, we, we can look it up and find it. I mean, if you're a Dyer Jet fan, you're going to know where he is. Metro yeah, New just York. just type his name in Christian. All right, Green Zone Radio. I'm here with Christian Dyer. He writes for Metro New York. He's a reporter. We're going to ask him some questions because he observed the same game I did. Now, I got the players' reactions. Now, obviously, they're disappointed. And you, you try to word the questions as nicely as you can. But let's face it, the Jets 
didn't look like the Jets that we've seen in the first two games. Would you agree, Christian? Yeah, it certainly was. And I think it was the first half where everything that could go wrong kind of did go wrong. And when you look at the fact that at the end of the day, they finished losing the game 24-17, to 17, 17 unanswered to close out things, you began to see a return to what Jets football was like for the first two weeks out of the season. So there were some more positives to emerge from the game, uh, one that looked like, uh, you know, before halftime was going to run away and get really ugly. So these games happen. Ryan Fitzpatrick said from the podium just a few minutes ago, well, now we know we're not going to go undefeated. But I, I, I think the Jets did well to respond, even as they dropped to 2-1. and one. You know, I kind of said this on the podcast, the pregame of this. I said, we just want to see a competitive game. We don't want to see a clunker. And you're 100% right that it was looking like a clunker, and they could have folded up their tents. And I, I said this to the players. I said, you could have folded up your tents. You guys made a game out of it. So do you think that, that does, you know, that momentum can build going overseas to London for a very important game against the Miami Dolphins? Look, they're 2-1. and one. They win that game. They're 3-1 and one and 1-0 one and one in the division heading into a bye week. So it's really, really important for them to go to London and have a good performance. Yeah, missed tackles, bad special teams, ineptness yeah. on offense. And despite that, they were in it to the last couple mm-hmm. minutes of the fourth quarter, and they had, they had a chance to go out there and win this game. So uh, the, 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 uh, the penalties are going to kill you. The miscues are going to kill you. There's some things to tighten up. I, I think we learned that the Jets right now are not as far along in the rebuilding process as perhaps we thought heading into week three. But I think we also learned that there's some bits and pieces here, and, and when the offense doesn't turn the ball over like they did in the first two games, it can be a very serviceable average type of unit. When it has days like this, the defense needs to be perfect. And against this Eagles scheme, that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, today I, I did notice, I thought the biggest factor in this game offensively and defensively was the running game. Philadelphia came in averaging 35 yards per game. I know it's only a short, short little window there to look at, but 35 yards per game. Today they, they must have put over 100. I think, I think maybe Matthews had over 100 himself. Uh, the Jets were not able to run the ball. I know Chris Ivory was out, but it seemed like they were, they were stifled in the run game. Do you think that played a big factor here? Making Fitzpatrick throw the ball 50 times is not a recipe for success. No, and I think perhaps his offense is a little too dependent on Chris Ivory. When you look at what he brings, how he opens things up, how he softens up things, uh, with kind of the home run speed that he has when he gets out in the open. Not only is he a physical guy, but he's a guy with good speed when he gets out into the open can make you miss. So uh, I think all that being said, Bilal Powell perhaps isn't the special type of running back that we think, and, and perhaps this Jets offense needs Stephen Ridley to get healthier a little bit faster mm-hmm. than we thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, last question for you. Do you think that now this is a big matchup going over to London? I mean, this is really big right now at this point in time. I mean, what Miami's been over to London before, and just just like coming off the Monday night game, a short week, it does work against the Jets, and it worked against them here. They came out a little flat. Do you think that the fact that Miami's been to London last year, a lot of their players have been over there, kind of experiencing? Do you think that helps us the hair that they kind of know what to expect going over there, and the Jets are brand new to going over to playing that type of game? Uh, there certainly is, but I also think maybe the fact the Jets will be a little more up for this game because they've never experienced mm-hmm. it before. Uh, I know there's going to be an awful lot of Jets fans who are going to be making the trip over, and and this does also take away a home game from the Miami Dolphins as well. So that factors in a, a little bit into the mindset. But I think all things being considered this is going to be a pivotal game. You go 3-1 and one into the bye week, you have a much different feel for, for the way this season's going to unfold. You don't want to go into the bye week with a loss, let alone two losses as well. So I, I fully expect Todd Bowles is going to preach a little religion to the team uh, over the next couple days and, and kind of take things from there. But this will certainly be a game I, I would have to think that the Jets are going to be up for. All right, Christian Dyer, Jets beat reporter, Metro New York. We really appreciate your time. Thanks, Dennis. I appreciate it.
All right, I found Christian's uh, Twitter handle. Let me just give it to everybody. It's uh, Christian with a K, K-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-R, Dyer, D-Y-E-R. So give Christian a follow. He's a good guy if you're not already following him. One of the things I wanted to just touch upon quickly, Julian, what he said was he talked about along in the rebuilding process. And I was a little surprised to hear that he used that word rebuilding because the Jets didn't didn't go through this offseason and put the pieces in place for this this team as a in, in rebuild mode. I mean, this this is a win now team. The way they they've been constructed, are they are they not? Well, I would agree though the way they went out spending. I mean, you know, the the, the uh, acquisitions of the Raul Reeses, Antonio Cromartie, you know, and, and such like that. I mean, you look at I mean, they're no spring chickens, are they? You know what I mean? It's you know they've they've been around the block a little bit. They're not. Um, you know, that's what an, I wouldn't say rebuilding. Yeah, you know, I mean, Brandon Marshall, I mean, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people were, I mean, again, it's still a young season. We don't know what's going to happen. But a lot of people were talking about, okay, this is now a playoff team. A lot of the problems that existed in 2014 have been corrected, and they have a lot more weapons on offense. They have a, a serviceable quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick. So uh, I was a little surprised to hear that word rebuilding because in my mind rebuilding is, Again, I hate that word because I don't know what it exactly means, but I think it would mean this. Most people would kind of say, uh, "Younger." Starting over again. Ex- you are into, well, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know I don't what it means either. But you don't agree with that? I, I, that's what I well, think rebuilding means. I think it means starting, it starting over again. Over. I don't see it as starting over. What I see it is 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 because rebuilding doesn't mean. See, I think people equate rebuild with losing. That means you have to lose. It doesn't mean you have to lose. You could, quote-unquote, rebuild or be in a rebuilding kind of mode and go younger, and, hey, you get some, some diamonds in the rough. You get some gems there, and even though you went younger, less experienced. That's what rebuild means to me, younger, less experienced. And when you go for the free agent type of player, you're going for a little bit older but more experienced, not needing to develop that player. So, I mean, you don't know what you're going to get with a younger, inexperienced player and how they're going to develop. They may develop very quickly and be there for a long time and be a, like like a Quincy Inunua, okay? Young guy can be there for a long time. Marcus Williams, young guy, can potentially be there for a long time. And the guy I'm going to play an interview with in a minute, uh, Leonard Williams, is a young guy who could be there for a long time. Now, Muhammad Wilkerson is still a young guy, but he's got a few years under his belt. So when he goes to free agency, as long as the Jets franchise him, do whatever, they kind of know what they're going to get. They're going to have to pay more money. But they know they still have a decent amount of career left as – Again, knock on wood, you never know with injuries. But that's what I look at rebuilding as. But the way the Jets kind of constructed this team with a lot of the veteran guys they brought in, I just don't see that word applying to the construct of this year's team as rebuild. I could have seen if they used a mixed bag of stuff, I would have accepted that more. I was just surprised to hear him use that term, uh, rebuild. That, that, that just kind of surprised me. Julian? I'm sorry, Dennis. I was having, I was having technical issues that. I was okay. talking, but yeah, okay. I mean, you know, not to get into it all, but yeah, I mean, it, you do hear the spread rebuilding. I mean, we we could have, you know, five people could say it and have different termination of yeah. of of what it of what it means. Why don't you go ahead and, and play the interview with uh, Leonard Williams? I will play. It was quick because again, I, I I seem to find everybody when I get a chance to talk to them, they have to go somewhere else. But Leonard answered a few questions, and uh, then we're going to get into a special guest. From the Jets, is want to talk a little about going over to London. So let's play this first. 
Yeah, I'll be quick, Lennon. I'll be quick. Right. Uh, I'm here with Leonard Williams. Uh, he's a rookie lineman. He was first round draft pick. And first of all, congratulations. I know you just pointed out the loss, but congratulations on getting. You got a half a sack. You finally got in the sack category. Yeah, yeah. So congratulations Thank for that. You. Look at a positive. Also, a positive for Brandon Marshall today. He went over 10,000 yards. Yeah. That's great. I know you're disappointed about the loss, but I've been mentioning this to most of the players that I've talked to. You guys battled back. He didn't just mail it in. Yeah, you battled yeah. back. You made it a game. You could have easily just said, oh, you know, 24 nothing." But you made it a game. Do you take some positives out of this game? Mm-hmm. It was 2-1, and one, and you're heading into a division matchup across the seas. Yeah, um, you know, our first two games, we came out strong. And then, uh, you know, the opponent today, uh, they played really well. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time uh, second half started, we were already in a pretty deep hole. And uh, we were just playing catch-up at that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was hard to come back from a 24-0 uh, lead, but um, you know, like you said, we were fighting back and we were trying to uh, get back. But you know, we're a great team, and I'm not—I don't have any doubt in us. Any, uh, you know, this doesn't change anything. Uh, uh, I just know we got a few corrections to make, and then uh, uh, go to London and play good. Now, this will be the last one. Okay, yes, Bruce. Okay, um, just quickly. Miami Dolphins next week in London. Are you looking forward to a unique experience going to London and playing overseas? First division game ever. Yeah, definitely. Uh, not only is it our first uh, division game, I never traveled before, so it's going to be cool to go to London. But uh, like I said, the, our main uh, job is not to go out there for fun. It's uh, to be our mm-hmm. first division team, so I'm excited. Okay, Leonard Williams starting defensive lineman. We appreciate your time. Thank yes, you. Sir. All right, so, I mean, he's excited to go overseas. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's his first time traveling. He means traveling overseas. So, um did get a half a sack. I mean, it was good for him to get in the sack category. Uh, right. He's a young guy, and, um, you know, hopefully more to come for, for him. But, um, you know what, he, he's going to be a key uh, against that Miami Dolphins um, to get some pressure on Tannehill. I know they, again, I know the Dolphins look like garbage against the Bills, but they have a, a decent offense. They might get, be getting Brandon Albert back to left tackle. That would certainly help them. And, you know what, again, this is, this is going to be a, it's going to be a battle because it's a division game. Miami's already behind the eight ball. They lost the division game. They're one and two. They don't want to come back to the States one and three. So they're going to play very hard. And, uh, you know, they're going to need Leonard to play uh, like he did in this game. I thought he had a, a good game. And the last week, too, had a good game, even though they ended up losing this game. I thought he had a good game and hopefully get more sacks uh, moving forward. Yeah, I mean, it, it is great to see him, you know. I mean, he got credited with a, with a half a sack, but, you know, building on the young rookie, but yeah, he's, he's got to he's got to go after it. I mean, uh, you know, big trip, you know, divisional game. Obviously, you can see what it makes. What, what what's it? Just for anybody that's not obviously that's listening to this and all, they can hear everything going on in the background. Just what kind of mayhem is it like in the locker room? Um, before we move on to our next interview, just explain to the listeners just how crazy it is. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean the guys are getting, the guys are getting changed. They're throwing stuff. I mean, it's just, just gear everywhere. The guys are running in and out of the showers. I mean, they they, they want to get showered up and they want to go home. I mean, I mean, it's it's a day of work. It's it's work for them. So they want to get cleaned up and go home. So yeah, there's a lot and there's a lot of reporters and stuff running around. So it, you can hear noise in the background. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, it go it go it goes fast the time in the locker room because. I just try to bounce around from player to player and grab somebody when it, it looks convenient for them. You don't want to grab somebody when they're getting changed or, like I said, I had to grab poor Tommy Bohannon when he's running in his towel, but he's kind enough to give me some time. So um, it, it, it is what it is. The guys are in there to get cleaned up and head out, and they're kind enough to give me some time. I greatly appreciate it. But, Julian, I, I know I touched on a lot of the same themes in, in the questions to the players and even to our next guest um, about – being positive because I, I do think there are some positives to take out of this game. The, and I said this last week, we don't want to see a clunker because everyone's saying this is the classic trap game. And they, I know they lost, but they didn't 
I said this about the Cleveland Browns. You know, Lige said, well, we fight to the end, and that's, that's the way we're built. But, you know, there are teams that don't fight to the end. And my opinion was the Cleveland Browns in the first game packed it in halfway through the third quarter. That was my opinion. That's what I saw on the field. I said, these guys don't want to even want to play anymore. They know they're beat. So I didn't see that from the Jets. I still saw effort. I still saw, I saw them say, hey, you know what? We're going to try to come back and win this game. Yeah, they fell a little short, but at least they well, gave they it an effort. They, they nearly yeah. did, though. I mean, I mean, you look at the score, and it really was. I mean, they got that turnover, which was key. And then, obviously, they, you know, it went off. You know, it would have made it really interesting and really twitchy, you know, going into the thing. But, look, if they had got something on the board then, would it be a field goal? If it were one, one score game, it would have been in it right till the end. And that's all you can ask for, really, isn't it? And I, you do. Like I said, we are trying to look at the positives. And the positives are they didn't get smacked in the face, you know, a ridiculous amount by that. They came back and they nearly won. I know nearly winning is not winning. It all amounts to the W's and such like that. But you, like I say, you've got to take the positives and move on forward. Hey, here's what we did wrong. We're not going to make them mistakes again. We're going to go to London. We're going to smack Miami in the face. We're going to come out with a W. How about that? Yeah, and like I've been saying, the, the, again, we, we discussed this. The Jets are built in a manner that they have to play crisp games. Get, turning the ball over, giving them they, – they can't overcome that. They're not built to overcome those kinds of things. But if I had told you – Julian, the Jets lost to the Philadelphia Eagles 24-17 to and told you nothing about the game. You'd probably be like, oh, okay, uh, well, you know, the Eagles are a pretty decent team. You know, they were a 10-win team last year. And, um, hey, you know, maybe it came down to the last drive and they stuck in a touchdown or, or, or however it went, and I'm sure it was competitive. You would feel it was competitive. Now, unfortunately, it didn't really get competitive to later in the game, but the, the final score isn't really indicative of the way the game went early. But it isn't kind of indicative of the way the Jets played later, which was – Better jet football. Again, the turnovers did hurt them. Having to throw the ball hurt them. You know, the ball's getting tipped off of uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's hands. I got a ball got tipped by uh, Marshall and then Walter Thurman. The turnovers. But again, if you just stick the score up here and you say 24 to 7, you say, well, oh, I can live with that. They didn't get killed. Two and one. They're moving on to a big division game in London. And let's hope they win that one, go to three and one. So I would take some positives out of it. Now, again, Next week, if, even if they did lose to Miami, hypothetically, before we play our guests, even if they did lose, which nobody knows, they would be coming back 2-2 two and two going into a bye week. And I think a lot of fans would have felt like 2-2 two and two was very realistic given their schedule heading into the bye week. So I, I think they're playing a little bit with house money. And, look, we're going to be disappointed if they go over there and lose. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. They're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. Well, you're going to win. Uh, they're going to win. Well, you feel they're going to win. And I, I also feel that, again, if they can clean up these mistakes, it was the mistakes that killed them. It was the mistakes that killed them, and it was the lack of mistakes that gave them the success. So we know that we know the formula for them to be successful. And you know what? I got a chance to discuss this with, with a member of the Jets staff, and I'm going to play him now, and he'll get his interview. You'll know who he is. Everybody in Jets Nation knows who this guy is, so we'll play him now. All right, I'm here with the uh, is it editor-in-chief, editor-in-chief? Uh, senior, reporter. senior reporter for NewYorkJets.com, Eric Allen. Unfortunately, today, a disappointing loss for the Philadelphia Eagles. But, you know what, they got down 24 nothing in the team. I, I said this to a lot of players. You, you made it a game. You came back, you battled back, you didn't mail it in. So you, you take some positives out of this. Look, a 2-1 start, you're heading over to London, which is what we're going to discuss in a minute. You can go to 3-1, 1-0 division. So while you're disappointed by the loss, you take a positive out of this? Well, no moral victories in the National Football League. Bottom line, we saw the Jets' recipe for success. 
disappear in week three. They lose the turnover battle, minus three in the turnover department. Mm -hmm. And any time you fall behind 24 to nothing in the National Football League, it is so difficult to come back and either tie it up or take the lead. The Jets battled to the end, but I think, and you were in the locker room with me as well, I don't think the guys are going to take moral victories out of this. There were some positives, no doubt about it, but the Jets can play better, and I anticipate they will next week in London. Yeah, well, that's, I guess, that's kind of the point here, which is I mean, next week is a huge game. I mean, three and one, come, off, come into a bye week, the first division game ever overseas. I know that the because I do the show at Green Zone Radio with my friend Julian Carter, who lives in the UK, big right. Jets fan. I mean, Jets Nation is pumping over there. They can't wait to see the Jets play for real. I can't tell you the amount of people that are psyched to see them. But I think what they look at and they say, well, they were they they were trending upwards in the yeah. second half. So hopefully that ca- sometimes it's a carryover effect, and it's not like they got pummeled. No. So when they're looking at it and saying, I'm going to go to Wembley Stadium, I'm going to see a great game, I'm going to see my team have a very good chance of walking out of Wembley Stadium 3-1. and Yeah, the bottom line is you have to put everything in perspective. Just like Todd, Hol- uh, Todd Bowles was not mm-hmm. too high after the Jets' two wins, he's not going to be too low after this team's only loss on the season. You just mentioned it. They're concluding. They're finishing up their first quarter of the season. If they beat the Dolphins, then you move to 3-1, and one, and that's a really nice first quarter. And, oh, by the way, that's your first divisional game, which happens to be a road contest. Hopefully, the Jets are going to feel at home over in London, and I imagine they will. But, you know, this team follows its leader, and they're going to follow Todd Bowles. They're going to make the corrections, and they're going to come out next week Get ready for the Miami Dolphins. All right. I'm just going to finish up with this. This is the recipe for success for the Jets in the first two games. Turn the ball over on defense. Don't turn the ball over on offense. Run the ball. Hold the rushing attack. Today was a little bit the opposite, and that's kind of maybe why we end up with the result we have. We're going to see the other team in London, I'm assuming. We're going to see the team we saw in the first two weeks rather than the team we saw today, plus in the turnover category, rushing the ball, controlling the clock, having a balanced offense. Think that's the recipe for success there? Yeah, it's very simple, isn't it? If you win yeah. the turnover battle, you got a chance for victory. Anytime you have your quarterback, in this case Ryan Fitzpatrick, have almost 60 pass attempts yeah. in a game, your balance gets way out of whack. And Philadelphia basically could shut it down here today, taking that 24 nothing lead, and they didn't have to score at all. I think the Jets are going to stress balance throughout the week because – like you mentioned, this team is predicated on getting those running backs involved. Today, they got beat up front. Let's mm-hmm. face it. They got beat up front by a stout Eagles defensive line. And the challenge is going to be there next week against the Dolphins. But if you can get that run game going, then you can get some balance. That will be big. And the other thing is we'll have to monitor the injuries throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Because like you mentioned, those are big-time injuries. Eric Decker going out. He was mm-hmm. off to a torrid start. And Chris Ivory, a big-time weapon in the backfield. All right, Eric Allen from NewYorkJets.com. We appreciate your time, and we can't wait for our New York Jets to play over in London. I know that the U.K. Jet fan base is pumped up. Looking forward to it. I can't wait myself, and I know the Jets, after this performance, are going to be eager to get on the pitch at Wembley Stadium and, uh, you know, come out with a better performance. All right, Eric Allen, NewYorkJets.com. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much. All right, well, All right. Uh, on that one, we know that we know to come after Eric Allen if you lose. Because he, he promised us, he more or less promised us a victory. I could hear it in his thing to his voice. 
All right. Well, I mean, look, he works for the Jets, so what's he going to say? They're going to they're, they're going to come out and lose. But um, he made some very valid points, and I think that he was uh, very frank. He said, "Look, we lost turnover battle. We 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 got kind of beat up front by the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, uh, front seven. They beat our front five, or however you want to look at it. Whoever was blocking for the running game couldn't be balanced. A lot of the things that we have been discussing the whole show, I discussed with a lot of the players, and um, you know, kind of with that, it's just it's 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 almost." time to you know for london calling i mean i mean um Mm -hmm. the clash let's play it let's play it julian because uh it's going to be very very exciting to have the jets playing overseas it's going to be very exciting to get a chance for you to get a chance to to finally see them live i'm sure i'm sure you're pumped i you know it's it's a surreal it's a surreal moment this and i say i've got to tell everyone i'm full of a cold as well so it's not that I'm not, but I really am full of a voice, man. It sounds different. I'm all bugged up. But you know what? I've been waiting for this for such a long time. I've got many friends, you know, around the world. I, I'm fortunate enough to know plenty of people within the Jets organization. I know plenty of the Jets players themselves. You know, and like I said, the fans around the UK, around Europe. You know, not long ago we did um, an interview with uh, our friend Biff Sweeney. You know, he's from Ireland. He's coming over. I mean, you just, you know been waiting for such a long time for this to, to finally see my New York Jets in London. You know, ever since the games have been announced and such like that, I always anticipated, am I going to see them? You know, is it going to be their year and finally time? And on Sunday, you know, I'll be there. It'll be a very proud moment for me, myself, because, yeah, again, you know, I never knew that this was going to happen. I never thought that I'd be doing a, a Jets, you know, podcast and such like that and having media credentials and, and being up in there in uh, at Wembley Stadium in, in the press box and being able to go down um, for you guys to get uh, interviews and such like that. So it'll be a very proud moment for me. And, uh, you know, I'll be a bit, you know, giddy as well. I'll have to, uh, you know, control myself as well because I'll be, you know, sitting there watching, you know, my heroes kind of um, going out to battle and such like that. And I dare say we've gone to previous NFL games here in the UK you know, it, it's such a huge thing. If, you, if you're going to be going, if you're listening to this and you're actually going to be going to the game, you know what it's all about. You kind of see the whole weekend um, is, you know, it starts the whole weekend. You see it around London and such like that. You see all the fans from different teams and you see all the, um, you know, past players. I'm pretty, you know, I, I don't know this for sure, but I've got a feeling that, like, you know, I might bump into a John Amos there and such like that whole or big plays, because that's what the, the teams usually do. I've got no inside info, information, but, you know, it'd be a, a dream come true to, to interview uh, a Wayne Krabat or a Curtis Martin or a, a, a John Amos, you know, face-to-face. I, I cannot wait to, to see my New York Jets in, in London. Yeah, it's it's going to be very exciting. And, again, and again, the, the point is that, I mean, look, I think Leonard Williams expressed it. Uh, I believe it was Leonard who said, uh, we're not here to have fun. I mean, we're – we're going to enjoy ourselves. It's a unique experience, but we're here to win games. That's what we're here for, not for the fun of it, to win games. And we're going over there with the mindset that we're going to win that game. Look, it's it, it, it's still early in the season. Again, if the, if the Jets were to lose, I mean, you're not going to mail in the whole season. If they are to win, hey, that's great. Miami Dolphins are coming in. They're a little desperate. They're playing a division game. They just lost a division game. So um, this is we, we, we could have sat here and we're going to kind of wrap up the show. We could have sat here and done an analysis of the Jets versus the Dolphins and the defense and the offense. But you know what? It is what it is. All, all teams in this league, like we mentioned, are good. Um, the Jets are a good team. They have good quality players. The Dolphins are a good team. They have good quality players, regardless of what the record is. Plus, it's a rivalry game. 
and it's a division game, and they're overseas. There's a lot of things at stake here. So they're going to both both teams are going to put it on the line. We'll see how it goes. It should be very exciting. But I think the most important thing is is here for the Jets fans overseas to get to see their team. Like you said, your heroes, see the guys play. Let's just hope that we get a a great game. A victory is is like icing on the cake. Let's just hope for a great right. game, a competitive game. And like we, we always say, if you lose, you tip your cap. But if you win, great. Yeah. Yeah, do you want to make some predictions? Um, why don't you go first? Go ahead. Uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm genuine about this, and I'm saying I think the, I think the Jets are going to win 28-10. I think they bounce back oh. and they shall lack them. Honestly, believe I think uh, Rex Ryan might have done us a favor and weakened them up, but I do. I think I think the Jets, you know, uh, come to town, come to town, and uh, come out of London with a W. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to also predict that they're going to win. I'm going to I'm going to make the score a little bit less. I'm going to make it 20 to 13. They'll win 20 to 13. That they'll come out with the W, the Jets, just because. And again, we'll kind of wrap up on this, just because. Again, I think there were some things to look at in that game in Philadelphia. As for as many bad things that happened to the Jets and many self-inflicted wounds and things like that, they still were within one score. Why can't they come out? in London, play a crisper game against a team that's one and two that just got shellacked by the Bills and play a crisper game, do the right things, play with the lead. Again, those other games, they were playing with a lead for the most part. And that helps create turnovers. So get a lead, run the ball, let Fitzpatrick do his – let him throw the ball 25 times that game, not 58 times, 25 to 27 times. That's the recipe for success. We all know what it is. So I'm going to predict the victory to Julian. And I know you're looking forward to it. So uh, why don't you take us out go. as we head to London? All right, Jet Nation. We really, really appreciate uh, the downloads and everything like that. I hope that you, uh, you've you enjoyed the show. I just want to give an honorable mention to, uh, to my main man, Mr. Dennis Agapito, going into the locker room. You know, he's, he's, no, he's not very good at the game. He's enjoying himself. He's, he's working. He's He's on Instagram, he's on Twitter, he's getting all the pictures, he's doing all that. So he did a stellar job. Appreciate that, Dennis. Uh, as for as for you guys, thanks for downloading. Keep it going. Keep sharing and liking and follow us on Twitter at Green Zone Radio. Drop us a comment and uh, you know, drop us a tweet. Send us your pictures if you go into the game and such like that. And uh, we'll be back uh, the following uh, Monday with uh, hopefully. Uh, the Jets victory, and some awesome interviews. We'll see you next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.